want me to do it again? I can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You should probably have to get back in those makeup things. <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Right Life Podcast. We are so excited to be with you today. I am McQueen. I'm sitting here with Boomer and... Man, it just it is good to be back in the podcast studio. It is. Good day. A Have a great day. This past weekend, but oh, you know what? It's just a good day today. Yeah. You know, this weekend, I had someone that kept every day. He'd go, it is a great day to have a great day. And I just love that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Why not? Let's do it. I, I like it. There's yeah. I have another friend that uh, always answers the phone. Too blessed to be impressed. I, I mean, <laughs> he says something so fun. I wish I could actually Too quote Too blessed the, to be stressed, yeah, right? That's, yeah, that's what it is. Too blessed to be stressed and something, something, something. And it's just always awesome to hear. And it makes I me happy. It. I'm like, I should start saying that. But now I can't even remember what it is. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, that's like, isn't it Dave Ramsey? He says something like, um, nope, I forget. <laughs> Y'all, someone knows what he says. Tell me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. We have lots of great quotes that we remember, but we can't but actually we say. Can't rem- yeah. Mm-mm. So uh, we'll leave it to those people. To we'll leave to it to them. them. Yeah. But on that note, there's a lot of great stories Ooh. that a lot of people can not necessarily perfectly quote, but they it sticks with them for a long time. And that's kind of what we want to chat with y'all today about. Is we have a couple. Favorite stories. Boy Who Cries Wolf. That's a good one. Not those stories. You oh. know, stories from that is a good one, though. the Bible. Bible stories. <gasps> those are even the better. The ones that impact you <laughs> and, you know, make you who you are and you remember more, maybe constantly and stuff. And I, we were talking earlier about this and we were like, okay, we can narrow it down to one. And we're like, nope. <laughs> no, I can hardly narrow it down to like eight. Yeah. So, but we're probably only going to have time for like two. Okay. Two favorite stories. I'm a very thorough person, narrowing it down to two. And and why are they your favorite stories? Like what Hard. what makes these stories prevalent in your life? Like give me one story right now that you can think okay. of that makes it, you know. Oh, this is not prevalent in my life, but this is one of my favorite Bible stories. There you go. You that's fine. Okay. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, partly thanks to Veggie Tales, Shack Rack and Benny. Uh, yes. Shadrach, yeah. Meshach, and Abednego. In Daniel, this is this was one of my favorites as a kid, and it still it still is to actually it, I might even be more of a favorite now than it was when I was a kid. But as a kid, I mean, I just like um, thank you, again thank you to Veggie Tales for kind of making it tame it down a little bit because they got thrown into the, you know the fiery furnace because these three men, you know, they would not they there was a king the king Nebuchadnezzar and was demanded that they worship these false gods and false these idols and they would not do it they would not bow down to the idol. They would only worship the one true God. So they got thrown into the fiery furnace. And I think that's, I mean, that's a really, uh, that's a terrifying, horrifying thing, especially as a kid to know that they got thrown into a fire. But VeggieTales made that a little bit, toned it down a little bit, I think, for us. But then you, I mean, I was actually talking to our son about this the other day because he learned about it at church. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, well, tell me about it, buddy. What, you know, so who, what happened? And he's like, well, there wasn't just the three of them in the fire. There was, there was, there was four in the fire. And there, and he, I was like, well, who was the fourth one? He's like, well, it was an angel, like G- or Jesus was in there, and mm. he learned like that Jesus is with us like through everything. Like he's with us in the hard hard times. He's with us in the difficult situations, even when we feel like there is no way out and there is absolutely no way. He makes the way, and he understood that. And I just, as a five year old, in the way, like he he just under he understood the the terror and like the how extreme this was, but also that nothing is too extreme extreme for God and. 
God makes the impossible possible. And I just, I thought that was just so cool. But also as an adult, that has meant even more to me because I see so much in society. We saw a lot of this with COVID, how we just, how easily it is to not stand up for what you believe in and Mm. let your, if you're, you know, if you don't have a, a strong foundation, like how shaky your faith can be and how, like, if you're not, what is it? If you're, if you can't stand, if you don't stand for something, you're going to, you're willing to fall for anything. And we've seen that, or we see that every single day. We see that in society. We have seen that so much over the last few years. And that's something that I am so, is so, I'm so passionate about mm. standing strong for what you believe in and not giving into other, other things because you're told to, or people tell you that. And and also and, and Boomer is ready, <laughs> ready to pounce on this, and also um, just allowing false well, false gods to take their place, but things that are um, like Satan's. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but Satan's um, not the temptations. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Words just are not coming to me very quickly. I've been up since four o'clock, and I've been helping with the kids <laughs> check in since six in the morning. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the moral of. Of that one, well, you're with, ready to jump with the on it. faith issue, you know, mine is one of mine is Daniel in the lion's den, mm. and I've I've mentioned that before. It's in Daniel, Daniel six, but it, it goes from the beginning where where Daniel is worshiping his God three times a day, and mm-hmm. then the king uh, and all the other ones that are that are there with Daniel. Daniel, you're like, mm, you know what, guys? I don't really like this Daniel guy. Let's get him in trouble. So let's uh, go convince the king to make the decree that uh, they should, anybody that's in our kingdom should bow down to the king because he is awesome. And the king's like, oh, I kind of like this idea. This is pretty awesome. And then, so he makes the decree and Daniel has a choice at that moment in life. He can choose to continue to have faith and worship his God publicly and pray to his God three times a day. Or he can choose to save his own life and bow down to the king. Because if they did not bow down to the king, they were going to be thrown into the lion's den with hungry, angry lions. And you know what? He chose to have faith and continue to worship his God. And on top of all this, I know so many people know this story, but on top of all this, then he continues to do this. And, and you know what? He got in trouble. He, yeah. people, he And he knew the consequences. He knew the consequences. And, you know, the king really admired and loved Daniel. And he, but he also made the decree. And so he knew that he had, to, you know, Daniel had to be thrown in the lion's den, but, but the king continued to, um, you know, try to figure out a way to not get him in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you know what? Daniel was thrown into the lion's den with hungry lions. They, and they were going to check back the next morning, probably not to going to see anything. And did you know that the king went back to his, to his castle or his house or whatever he was living in at that time? <laughs> he went back and he fasted. It doesn't really say that he prayed or anything like that. The scriptures don't, but he fasted. And he told Daniel before he was thrown in, your God can save you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe that. And that's what he said. But again, the scriptures didn't say the king actually prayed, but he did fast. And the next morning, um, he went to where the den was and he called down to Daniel. Daniel, are you there? And Daniel was there. Not a scratch on his body, obviously not eaten. And so then uh, the king made the decree, this, his God is the most powerful God and we should only be worshiping him. The one true God. Yes. And so that story brings so many different things 
and why I love that story and the faith issue, um, talking about the prayers, um, the prayers for others, you know, during their hardships, God hears those prayers that, and, you know, that kind of goes back to the King just wanting, um, you know, just believing that Daniel's God could save him. The other thing is like the only, God can only do the impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he shut the lion's mouth. I mean, who knows? I, mean, I can't not wait just to talk. One to, lion. Right. I can't wait to talk to Daniel and be like, what did you do down there? Did you just cuddle up with a lion? I yeah. mean, because it may have been a cold, you know, come here. Let me just, I mean, who knows? I can't wait to find out about that. But it's so cool because we're probably not going to find ourselves in a lion's den anytime soon. I hope not. Please don't let that happen. Right. But we could be in situations in life Mm -hmm. that seem like a lion's den, but that's when we need to put our faith in God the most because God is not shaken by any circumstance and our faith in him. We, he, that's when he has all those breakthroughs. Yeah. Oh, (sighs) so good. And I think also like on from both of those, it's so like, if you put yourself in that perspective of like, Okay, if I knew that if I pray to my like to God, I'm going to get thrown into a lion's den, or I could just not or keep it to myself and then I'd be safe. I mean, I remember when I was younger thinking I asked my dad that question and mm. I was like, Well, what would you do, Dad, if you knew that was gonna happen? He's like, Well, I wouldn't just I, I would pray to the you know, you'd you'd pray to God. Like, but it, it's easy at certain times in your faith or when you have a smaller faith going, Oh, well, no, I'll just keep it to myself so that doesn't happen to me. And then what having like a loud faith in action is really about. Yeah. Absolutely. And sense, never, but... never giving up, mm-hmm. never giving up on what you believe in yep. and never giving up on God. Yep. Because sometimes he is silent, but he is always there. Absolutely. And Satan will offer us those tempting, you know, but false, cheap imitations and yeah. don't fall and settle for those. Mm. Yeah. Woo. I love it. That's exciting. All right. Okay. We got time for another one. You know what's What's, crazy? In the whole Bible, in in all the books, all (laughs) 5,000, not 5,000, we found both of those were from Daniel. Daniel. Both of them are Daniel. All right. Let's see if the next two that we do are uh, in the So now let's go to Habakkuk. Just kidding. I'll have one from there. Wow. Habakkuk. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Here's my next one. Okay. Still was a favorite, still a favorite. So like as a kid, it was, um, I think it was just so like... How is that even possible? Jonah and the whale. Like, oh my gosh, as a kid, to know that like you could get swallowed up by a, by a whale, <laughs> hang out in a whale's belly for, you know, a little while. You saw other food coming through its system, just sitting down there, like in the belly of a whale. And then, oh, hold on, just kidding, thrown up on shore. I mean, that is like, um, I mean, as a kid, that's just like, whoa, that's crazy. And that's cool. And also it's really nasty because who knows what else was down there and coming back up with you. And then now as an adult, like I, I see the other side of it more so the whole um, God tells us to do something, right? Because God told Jonah, like, you're going to Nineveh. <laughs> and as our son says, he calls it Nineveh. I don't know why. He's convinced there's an R there. No, mom, it's Nineveh. I was like, he learned about that at church not that long ago, too. No, it's Nineveh. He was convinced. And I was like. I was like battling him with, battling back and forth with him. No, buddy, it says Nineveh. Like there's no R. It's Nineveh, Nineveh. And like the, the back and forth here. And I was like, I am fighting way too hard with a five-year-old about Nineveh and Nineveh. And you Just know what? It. Quite honestly, it's great. we're probably both saying it wrong. We'll find out one day again in heaven. Yes. Jonah can tell us what was that city you were supposed to go to. It's not Nineveh. Um, anyways, you have to be right. God sent, told him to go to Nineveh. He was supposed to go preach. And this was not like an ideal, um, 
vacation spot for him. It was like where he really, I mean, somewhere he did not want to be sent to, did not want to go. And so he didn't want to go. And so he went the opposite way. And so what did God do? He sent a whale to swallow him up because he disobeyed. And I think that just goes like more as an adult. And then, you know, in life now I see like God, God has a plan and he has a path. And sometimes you hear his voice, sometimes you hear his voice, not always, but maybe it's through prayer. Maybe it's through the Bible. Maybe you audibly hear it. Um, and you're supposed to do something and you go, mm, I don't really feel that great about that. So I'm just, I'm going to do what I wanted to do. Like mm. I already decided what I was going to do that does not align. So sorry, God, like I'm going to do, go my way. And thankfully right now, God has not yet sent a whale after me or most of you, but like, he will definitely get your attention and say, no, you just, you disobeyed me. And he's going to, something is going to intervene or if it doesn't intervene that, you know, quickly, you're going to see the repercussions of something falling apart or obstacle after obstacle or way worse than that and realize like it's you you know you disobeyed God's voice you didn't hear listen to his voice and do what he told you to do so it just you know obedience is so key in our Christian walk I mean in in anything Mm -hmm. but as a a Christian like that is um you know we, we obey because we love God like it's not just like our duty we do it because we love him and that's something that we teach our kids too like we obey because we love um and so that's to me that that whole story, that's what sticks out to me even more is, you know, that lack of obedience. That's why the whale came. It wasn't just the action of this huge whale swallowing Jonah. Right. Oh, wow. And I, I like what you said. Uh, it's because we love mm-hmm. God. That's why, that's why I choose to obey. But uh, it's because we love God, but love's also a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we choose to love God and we and choose, we choose to, to, obey. to obey. It's our obey choice. Him. And God gives us those choices. That's why he doesn't just pick us up and put us, you know, he doesn't just make us do something. Right. It is our choice. It's our, you know, our human choice to do it. So mm. on that note, this is sidetrack, but I was watching a video the other day and there was these two people kayaking and Did I want to say swallowed it's... by something. <laughs> now I'm picturing the Jurassic know, world that we kay- watched last night. They were kayaking this... and it was, I think it was <laughs> out on the coast of California somewhere and a whale came up and <gasps> like almost swallowed them. And they interviewed the people afterwards. They said, no, we didn't actually go like be swallowed. We, we barely escaped, but it's a crazy video. And for that to happen to Jonah being swallowed by a whale uh, or a giant fish, uh, and being in there for three days and then going, right. Hey man, for th- yeah. look I where even, you're at. I didn't even say that for three days, just yeah. sitting in the belly of a whale. So, I mean, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Whew. But that was a sidetrack, but I was, just, I just yeah. thought of that too. When you also sidetracked, we were watching Jurassic world last night and like, that's what I'm, I'm just picturing how, <laughs> you know, the great white shark being hung up at the top and then yeah. the, the whatever giant, dinosaur sh- fish shark it, whatever it was a big one yeah oh boy. 88 teeth i think it was or something just snap that little thing down like <laughs> it was like a, a tadpole pretty much <laughs> little tadpole fish oh, goodness. all right so uh okay one of mine so this was that was a story that you loved since childhood since it was childhood. both it was a childhood but also now i love that as a as an adult and just seeing all right, so I'm going to go with one that was um, that I liked and disliked and didn't really fully understand at childhood. Okay. And um, I'm a firstborn child. Are you a firstborn child? You yes, are. I am. Yeah. I know there's Yay a lot of firstborn, the firstborn. Yay, firstborn child. So I'm going with the uh, prodigal son Oh. And Luke. And so this is a, this is one of my favorites too. So I'm going to say ditto. <laughs> ditto. So you know, a lot of you know the story about the prodigal son. Um, uh, a father had two sons. He has a great estate um, farm, and uh, his 
older son and younger son. And the younger son decides, hey, he goes up to his dad and says, hey, man, um, I, I want my inheritance early. And that's like a huge like slap in the face to the father because you're, you get your inheritance after they pass. And he's basically saying, you're dead to me and I want my inheritance now. Well, the father, get, you know, he sells half of his estate and gives it to his younger son. And I don't know if you knew this either. I think back in those days, the older son actually get, got three quarters and the younger okay. son got one quarter, but he went on and sold half of his estate and gave it to his younger son. I actually did not know so that. So I, I believe that's accurate. I read mm -hmm. that this morning and I wish I could tell you where, but moving on with the story, um, the son. Probably in Daniel, you read it. <laughs> or, Probably everywhere. Or Habakkuk. Um, so he, he gave his younger son the half of the estate. The younger son liquidated it and then left and um, went to a far off land and, and he blew all, all what he was just given, all the money, everything. And that son um, started trying to, there was a big famine and then started trying to figure out what he needed to do to eat. And he started eating. He asked uh, one person, hey, can I just feed your pigs and eat, eat what your, the pigs have left over? And that was a big slap in the face for Jew, Jewish culture because the, the Jews looked at pork as being unclean. And to be even eating pork or being with pigs like that was just seen as unclean. And so this, this younger son was eating from the eating with the pigs, basically. Uh, and he just remembered that his dad's servants back at home ate better than he was doing now. And so he thought of, hey, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to go home and ask my father to be one of his servants because I know I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to be welcomed with open arms as a son anymore. So the younger son ventured back home. And to his surprise, his dad saw him from the distance. I'm talking from a distance. And he, his dad took off running towards him. And something else that older men were not seen running at, the, at during that time. They just didn't do it. And culture was like, no, you're older. You just walk everywhere because you're more dignified. Well, that dad didn't care. Mm -hmm. He saw his son and he started running towards him. And his son, when he got, he embraced him dearly and... His son basically started asking him, hey, uh, can I just be one of your servants? I know I, I've failed you. I, I've done wrong. And his dad's like, no, no, not at all. And so what's cool about it, I wrote this down. His father uh, kissed his son and gave him three significant items. And those items were, were the best robe, which was only given to honored guests, a ring that symbolized authority um, from the father um, to their sons. And, um, uh, and then the last one was sandals on their feet, which was significant because, um, servants did not wear sandals. And then he actually commanded them to slaughter the fatted calf mm. to, uh, the celebration that his son has returned. Well, that's not the rest of the They're story. about to have steak dinner. About to have nice steak dinner, <laughs> but that's not the rest of the story. This is where, when I was younger, I just... I understood, but didn't fully understand. And um, it was from the point of the older son. Oh, yeah. And the older son, you know, his his father invited his older son to the celebration. Hey, your brothers come home. Come on, come and celebrate it with us. The older son didn't go. Uh, and his father went out to the older son and was uh, talking to him and said, listen. And, and he said, son, you have always been with me. 
and you will all all that is mine is yours but we have to celebrate and rejoice for this your brother of yours has has been dead and has begun to live was lost and has been found and in that moment um you know for me hearing that from the father and hearing that as an older child I didn't comprehend it when I was young, but being an adult now and having children and being able to celebrate when your son comes home is mm-hmm. remarkable. Yeah. I mean, this makes me cry. Too, and this is something that we always do as parents, and we want we want the best for our kids, mm-hmm. and and it, we obviously would do anything for them. But sometimes our kids, they, they're making their own choices. And what we can do in faith and in uh, love and, and understanding is we just continue to pray for them mm-hmm. through any moment and every moment. But when, when they find the light and when they see that there is only one true God and then they come home, will, will be and is the best celebration that a parent can give their children. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are in those phases in that stage where you have maybe have kids that all grew up in church and have always loved Jesus. And that was first and foremost, you know, priority. Um, They were, you know, maybe they were baptized and, you know, involved in school or in uh, like in youth groups. And then they go, they do stray or, you know, through college and through the influences of the world have strayed or through hanging out with the wrong crowd have strayed. And I don't want to say that's all you can do is pray because prayer prayer is so powerful. That's not right. all you can do. You can pray. Like you can pray, you can join arms and hands with with believers around you. Like there is so much power in prayer and sometimes it's a really long season of that's what you're doing is you're on your knees and you're praying and you're fasting for them to come home, but I that's it, that is it's so so powerful. And as a parent, you see you do you see and appreciate that that story, story. so much so differently and so much more. Right. Even though it was impactful when we were younger, right. before kids, yeah, and and because as kid, I'm like, oh wow, the the son came home. Mm-hmm. He he knew his father was going to take care of him, but it's also like the heavenly father. Mm-hmm. But now it, it's just a whole different dynamic, yeah. and um, I hope so many uh, different levels to so this many story. different levels, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I hope that these stories that we shared with you, and I know y'all probably have so many more stories that impact your lives or that are dear to you as well, and um, yeah, so that's what we wanted to share with y'all today. Yeah, that's a, that's a good like not just life verse but life story, and if you're especially if you're in like that sort of that season. Yeah, and I that's something that you know we have young young kids, and I pray over that I mean we I think we both pray that over them every day that they would that they would not stray and that they would always love Jesus as that would be you know with their whole heart for their whole you know for their whole life that that is their he's their you know their their sustenance and um who what gets them through and that they yeah. they never stray and it's that's a so, so this is definitely a verse that we'll cling to and story that we'll cling to with with our kids so that's right well, guys, thanks for uh, hanging in with us today and enjoying some story time from the Bible and uh, just to uh, hang out with us here on this podcast. We love you and thank you so much for listening. And uh, don't forget to uh, tune into our Instagram, uh, The Right Life uh, Podcast. And yeah, we, we have fun on there posting what's going on in our lives and fun stories and uh, encouraging words. Yeah, and we're going to have a post about... Um, 
what you want to hear on the podcast. We have some guests that we do have lined up. We've had a few things that have gotten pushed back a little bit, but guests and just some topics you want to hear about. Um, so make sure you chime in on that so that we can um, bring you what y'all want. That's right. Guys, y'all have an incredible week. We love you. We'll see you next time. Boomer out. And McQueen. Queen.